Almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Oh yes, it's sippin' time again. Uh, hello and welcome to this Sips episode of Sips, Says, and Smokes, where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on TV. TV. Are we on TV now? <laughs> Man, you should tell me things like that. Radio. Uh, we're the best thing on at 2 a.m. This is a one-hour show that's mildly entertaining for, I don't know, 17 and a half three quarter minutes uh, you know when when mike hosts the show it's 22 minutes of entertainment yeah, well yeah i don't know what to tell you uh we are banned in three countries one state Roll four tight. counties two municipalities and we have been expelled from the eu at this point so hooray hooray for us so i am made by bob in addition to being one of your hosts i am also a member of the bourbon mafia along with uh maury and uh the Bourbon Mafia is a group of high-end bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals with members in seven states. We combine our love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. Through rare bottle auctions and other events, we use our love of our native spirit to raise money for charities across the country. Uh, joining me today with our broadcast are good old boy, Harmeet. Yeehaw! Sorry. <laughs> Seriously, wow. And made man, Maury. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Is it morning already? Man, we've been drinking for a while. Yes, uh, we have. Our show is sponsored in part by The Bourbon Review, a quarterly magazine and online source for all things bourbon. You can find them at www.thebourbonreview.com. And also by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the Enomatic Machine, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. You can find them at www.findspirits.net. Find us or we'll find you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to add a couple little little points about that, Bob. Just mm. a, a little plug for our sponsors. Um, first with uh, Fine Wine and Spirits. It's just they're, Fine Spirits, man. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Maury. Maury's been drinking. Yeah. There are very few places where you can sample spirits by the glass. Spirits by the anything it, less actually, than buying a full actually bottle. Actually, every bar you can buy spirits by the glass. It's we're 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 a liquor store that sells retail, but you can buy the half ounce, one ounce, or one and a half on the spirits. Thank you. I was trying to give you. A compliment. I, we've been drinking. He's been trying to plug us. And, or, I know. I, so I, I don't love... want your compliments. You went through med school. I dropped out. I don't okay, need this crap. Fine. Why don't I move on and talk a little bit more about <laughs> the uh, bourbon review. about the Bourbon Review because it's a fabulous publication. It's my favorite whiskey publication. Uh, great photography, great advertisements, and a great group of guys that are running that. So thank you for your support for this uh, drinking yes, event. I mean, much. radio show. 
This, are we not on TV yet? No. Why are we not on TV, man? No, we are in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee. I've yeah. yet to be invited to do a show about tea. I'm from India, man. Well, I can speak of tea. It's in my we, blood. We didn't say that you were invited, so, you know. Yeah, Today's show is a distiller's takeover show featuring products from the Westland Distillery out of Seattle, Washington. And we're going to cover some background on the distillery as well as the individual products we will be tasting. And let's see here. It's malt whiskey from America, so bagpipes and come on. Really? That's that's good. Good. Those are American, like that. Those are American like bagpipers? They those are. are bagpipes playing America the Beautiful. Come on. <laughs> he wouldn't know that. It's no. not the Indian National I'm Anthem. I'm telling you exactly. something. I understand America is beautiful. He knows the corporate I've, anthem of 7-Eleven is what he knows. Uh, I, have, I have taken two of your women. Mm-hmm. Don't make me take more. <laughs> Actually, my wife will stop me from taking more. I was just like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm on my second American wife. That's it. I'm done. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Our samples today were graciously provided to us by Eric Bennett of the Westland Distillery. And here is a short list of what we're going to be uh, discussing today. We have Westland American Single Malt Whiskey. We have Westland Sherry Wood American Single Malt Whiskey. Westland Peated American Single Malt Whiskey. Westland American Single Malt Whiskey Cast Number 606 and Westland Guyana American Single Malt Whiskey. And I've asked good old by Harmeet to cover the background on Westland Distillery, so take it away. Thank you, Bob. Westland Distillery was founded in 2010 by Emerson Lamb and Matt Hoffman, Westland's master distiller. The distillery is located in downtown Seattle and currently occupies 1,300 square foot facility. That would be 13,000, but who's counting? Yeah, check the comma. Where are my glasses? On top of your head. (laughs) Unlike many other new distilleries that supplement their uh, lines with vodka and rum or gin or brandies, Westland has remained true to their mission to create America's best single malt whiskey. And, by sticking to this vision, Westland has become the largest producer of single malt whiskey in North America. Traditionally thought of, a strict, thought of as a strictly Scottish spirit, single malt whiskey has begun to spread across the globe and is now made in countries such as France, Sweden, Japan, Taiwan, India, and now America. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. Ron Burgundy. Love there it. There you go. Well, this is a true American spirit, single malt. Unlike those others from France and Scotland, whatever. We've got American single malt. While many single malts are made outside of Scotland, we use a single malted barley imported from Scotland, such as one of the ones from India, which I will talk about later. Westland is making their single malt whiskey using up to six different malted barleys, including one of the, from Washington State. In fact, they even have secured a source of American peat to smoke the dry malted barley to use in their peated whiskeys, which is, this is crazy, and I, I would love to talk about that more, too. The subtle differences in this peat from tip, the peat that's typically found in Scotland gives the whiskey a distinct American style of smokiness. In fact, they've been working with Washington State University to develop their own strain of barley to make their whiskey uniquely American. Well, thanks for that description. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about uh, 
peated barley, that's usually something you don't see here in the U.S. I mean, I'm unaware of anyone else that is that is you know peating the barley here using American peat. Um, I've seen American distillers using peat, but exactly as you yeah. said, they're they're importing it from Scotland yeah. or somewhere else. And 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 a lot of distillers, you know, overseas in, in Taiwan and Japan and other countries are imported peat. You know, they're, they're when you bringing, say other countries, you meant India. You were looking straight at me, and India you? as well. Yeah, a you lot were of them straight are, at me, Bob. I don't have my glasses on. I'm looking straight. Um, yeah, they're they're importing the peated barley from Scotland as they well. Are, yes. I mean, these guys, you know, went the extra mile and you know went through the trouble of actually locating sourcing American peat. Sourcing American peat, which is not a not an easy thing to do, considering that most peat bogs in America are you know protected wetlands. They don't you know take kindly to somebody going out there with a backhoe or a spade and starting to dig up the peat and you know throwing it in a kiln so uh as i understand it the the way they got to this i believe that there are some peat bogs that were originally designated as uh, strategic resources back during the world war ii or during the cold war and were private yeah because you know eventually the stuff turns to coal so in yeah. a million years we need to use that coal so they they you know they you know some of those were privatized so there's apparently some source up in the greater seattle area that they were actually able to source that from which you know which i find very interesting there are a couple of japanese whiskies that that use local japanese peat when malting you know when they're doing the malting on the barley and the hakushu is one Have yeah hakushu is one yes. so so, you know, it gives it a very distinctive, you know, I mean, everybody thinks peat is peat. Peat is entirely different from one location to another. Well, I was it's just made about up, to say that. It's made up of different vegetation, Vegetation, you know. In Scotland, it's all, you know, heather or whatever, you know. I mean, we have, we're here in Florida. You know, you go west of us and you have the Everglades. It's full of peat. It's all, you know, basically. We just call it mud here. Yeah, we call it mud here. It's basically decayed sawgrass. But, you know, every place is, you know, it's it's different. So, you know, it. it you know, it has the potential to give it a very, you know, a, a terroir. You know, I think the moral of the story is not all peat was created equally. Yeah, pretty much. You know, peat or repeat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll be tasting and disgusting these whiskeys and uh, rating them with our sips ratings, uh, plus our signature sounds. And uh, here are those ratings now. Maury, take it away. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, sips rating of one. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. For a sips rating of two, nice. But what else do you have, Bob? Well, isn't that nice? Moving on to a sips rating three. Hmm, interesting. What was that again? Interesting. Sips rating four. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. And finally, our top rating, a Sips 5. Oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 Nice. Mari, I know you've read these before, but I, I have not, not said anything to you about this. It's not a Sips rating. It's one sip, baby. It's a rating of one sip. It's a rating of five sips. I'm going to correct you now because I, I expect you to be reading these more often since you're like a made man and all, and I'm just a lonely uh, good old boy. Oh, I so. thought you were an, my Indian servant. I, I don't even know where to go with it. 
They don't have hand. I don't have a hand pull fan here to fan you with. And we'll be back. <laughs> Rolling clouds and crashing surf. Iridescent dunes reflecting by the light of a rising, glowing moon. Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads none too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through And we're back. We're here with Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I'm Maid Man Bob. I'm here with the good old boy Harmeet and Maid Man Maury. And we are discussing the Westland Distillery out of Seattle, Washington. And we're going to get ready to start with our first offering from uh, Westland. And take it away, Harmeet. Please introduce our first contestant. Okay, so as we were talking about uh, before, Westland is specializing in single malt whiskeys, uh, truly American ones. So the first whiskey we're going to be tasting today is the Westland American Single Malt Whiskey, eponymous. It is the 2014 Double Gold San Francisco World Spirits Competition winners. Double Gold, again, means unanimous vote. I wonder how many whiskeys were in there uh, in that competition, but... uh, it's it was it's it's pretty good. There's other there's other uh, producers. This one is bottled at 46 percent ABV and it's aged only 24 months. This expression from Westland is made from Washington Select Pale Malt, Munich Malt, Extra Special Malt, Pale Chocolate Malt, and Brown Malt. They also use bra- Belgian Brewers Yeast. The spirit is matured in ex bourbon barrels and new American oak barrels. So, uh, for this, they've given us some tasting notes, and you know we may or, di- may or may not differ from these, but their tasting notes say clean, malty cereal nose with light citrus notes and raisins. The grain has, a, a, the palate would be a gl- grain and cereal notes, apples, cherries, raisins, almonds, bananas, and ginger, with a medium finish with wood notes and sweetness. And I don't think this is too far off. I think this is a, a decent effort. Um, for one thing, that 24 months kind of bugged me. You guys you guys tasted the greenness on this whiskey? It's very young. Yeah. Uh, I I smelled that new oak. And I was wondering how it was toasted, if it was charred, um, how, how they treated this new oak. And um, on the nose, I did get the light citrus. But it was it's very green, very fruity. The ketones are flying out of that glass. And on the palate, I do kind of agree. I did get the apple and cherry, and the raisins, which I didn't find on the nose at all, were there. There, there was green and dark raisins, and the banana was there, but not like you'd get like on a, on a traditional Irish whiskey, which sometimes often has a lot of banana to it. It was lighter, and the spice was, I wouldn't even call it ginger, but it was a light spice. Uh, the finish was medium long. The green wood was there, and it was sweet. It's a sweet. Uh, it's like it tastes to me almost like a young Speyside whiskey. So it wasn't um, something like. Uh, it's definitely not Scotch. Um, 
It's just it's its own category. It's it's a light space. It's just I too damn scotch. young. I love scotch. Scotch yeah. is got scotch. Exactly. I love scotch. But because of that youth and the green notes, I only gave it two sips. Okay. Well, isn't that nice? All right. Maury, what did you think? Well, I'm going to echo a few of the things that Harmeet said. Uh, I think that it's got a lot of potential. I'd really love to revisit this whiskey in about another three to five years. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that it will be really coming into its own at that point in time. Uh, At this juncture, I just found it way too young for my palate. I thought that it has the makings of a good whiskey, but it just needs a lot more time. And... um, like I said, can't say that it wasn't well made. Uh, it has nothing overtly um, unpleasant, but it just just doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. I give it two sips. Well, isn't that nice? Okay. Um, I definitely picked up the the cereal notes on it. It it definitely is a little green. Um, I picked up the citrus, the raisins I got on the back palate. Not on the nose, though, right? No, not on the nose, on the back palate. Um, Cherries, I saw definitely uh, sort of a green apple note, uh, a little bit of a nuttiness to it, Um, a light spice, had uh, medium wood influence on it, um, and definitely a a sweet finish. Um, I... I think it's... I think it's a... I think it's a good serviceable dram, and uh, I'd give it a three. Interesting. I almost gave it a three, Bob, really. I almost did. But I think it's still, because of that youth, it's a little confused. They've got how many? Six different malts in here? I didn't count. One, two, uh, three. Five, four, I believe. Five malts? Yeah. Five different malts? Pick a malt, boys. Pick a malt. <laughs> Pick a couple Well, more. sometimes the sum of the parts is greater, greater than the individual. Yes, but uh, yes. I don't object to them using different malts. I just think that it, it simply needs more age. Okay. All right, well. Let's get on to our next whiskey. Uh, Maury, why don't you take us into it? Okay, thank you. Uh, the next one we'll be discussing is the Westland Sherrywood American Single Malt Whiskey. Uh, this clocks in at 46% ABV. It's been aged for 26 months. This expression from Westland is made with Washington Select Pale Malt, Munich Malt, Extra Special Malt, Pale Malt, excuse pale me, chocolate Pale malt. Chocolate Malt, Brown Malt, and Belgian brewer's yeast. So again, a very similar mash bill to the uh, first whiskey we they reviewed. They mentioned a peated malt here too, I think. Is that, uh, is that correct, Bob? Is peat no, in this? I didn't see anything. Yeah, I believe so. The spirit is matured in ex Oloroso hogsheads and butts, ex Pedro Jimenez hogsheads and butts, and two different New American oak barrels. Um. In terms of tasty notes, the nose definitely is interesting. It's got some ripe fruit, such as apple and pear, and a light citrus note. On the palate, there's definitely sherry. Sherry comes out front and center. Um, There's a very light hint of smoke, definitely a medium body, a hint of licorice, some candied fruit, currants, and uh, adding a little bit of water does bring out a bit of vanilla creme brulee flavor. The uh, finish is, I would say, medium, a little bit sweet, with a light spice on the palate. Uh, I think this is a really nice effort, and I think that the uh, sherry really goes a long way to softening the young 
age of this whiskey. In comparison to the first one, uh, I think that uh, the sherry really makes it much more palatable, much more enjoyable, much more drinkable um, at, a, at a young age. Again, I think this whiskey will evolve nicely. Um, I think it's got a real nice uh, mouthfeel to it. It does not come across as hot. And uh, I think it actually compares nicely, although it's different than some Scottish um, sherry cask malts. It definitely is in the same or similar vein. Um, and I would give it three sips. All right. Interesting. Man, Harmeet, what'd you think? I have to agree with Maury on this one. I think this is a, a much more solid effort. Um, he mentioned New American Oak. I, I see on my notes ex bourbon casks and some and some heavy char American Oak as well. Hmm. So he's I think they've used bourbon, but what they did note here specifically is the is the new American oak barrels with heavy char, and I think that's also a big influence, not just the sherry. I don't think that first um, that first whiskey whiskey we had with the new American oaks had heavy char. I, I have to say that that had to been only lightly toasted. Um, the char comes through the, the the it's a mellow whiskey. It's a much more mature whiskey with only two more months, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, one thing I picked up on the nose besides the apple and pear was honey. I got some nice honey notes. I got some sherry notes. Um, I think you were dead on on the palate. Uh, I added a little bit of water. The only thing I felt was lacking was the mouthfeel. And I think more time in oak would have helped with the uh, mouthfeel. But I give it a solid three. All right. Interesting. It's, it's verging on a four. It, yeah. it just needs time. I mean, I've I've got to agree with Harmeet here. It's uh, you know this this is a good solid effort. The uh, the sherry definitely really helps. It really is, uh, it it brings out the character, the spirit. It rounds it out. Um, sweet on the palate, uh, but not cloying. Um, I definitely got the uh, the vanilla note with a little bit of water, uh, candied fruit. Um, really just uh, you know overall a very nice effort and 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 makes me wonder you know with you know with another six or 12 months you know where this one might go because I I think this one this one's going in the right direction I mean this this one is definitely uh, you know a, a very good a very good whiskey um, I, I really enjoyed it and I give it a three interesting so do you think these whiskeys need the years that the scotch whiskeys need because you know for to make scotch in Scotland it needs a minimum of three years well, in Scotland, they're also doing it in you know much larger barrels. You know here. Well, I didn't know the size of the barrels they used. That here, they're doing it in smaller barrels. Uh-huh. You know, and you know in Scotland, so more surface area of wood per. Yeah, volume you're of doing liquid. it in, in hogsheads and butts, so you're doing much more volume. So you know the aging process is you know is is you know definitely slowed down a good bit. Um, and it's much colder there in Scotland than in Seattle. Well, I would agree with the climate difference. I think that the Scottish climate is going to be a little cooler, and the aging is going to be much slower because of the less temperature change. But these guys do specifically say that they are using butts and hogsheads, so they're they're using fairly large barrels for at least a portion of it. Yeah, for some of it. Whether yeah. or not the American oak barrels are much smaller, we we don't really mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I'm sure we could find. I don't out. think the the climate's that different. You know, we're not talking the difference between you know Saskatchewan and uh, Phoenix. You know, I mean it's it's Seattle. It's it's chilly and it's rainy and it's you know gray. <laughs> it's, yeah, but do they do they get like the Scotland. seasonal variation that they do in Scotland? 
Anyway, I, the seasonal variation in Scotland ranges from between sixty and twenty. <laughs> you know, there's not much of a variation. It's not. Uh, it's not like Kentucky where it goes from you know a hundred to zero. Right. So yeah, I, I you know I think it's I think it's a fairly similar climate. You know, there. So I think they're getting a very similar. You know, not exact, but a, a, you know, much more similar than they would get from a then, lot of I, other then places. Then I think they definitely would benefit from more age. Speaking of that. Um, what did you think about the next one, Bob? Well, the next one we're going to talk about is the Westland uh, Cast 606. It's a single barrel uh, release. Um, this distillation on this cask is different than the standard practice of Westland. Normally, the low wines are collected in the wash run down to about 15% ABV before being diverted and redistilled later. In cast 606, the low wines were taken down to around 4% ABV during the wash run, uh, which, uh, what I'm told from the gentleman at Westland, is more akin to traditional Scottish distillation techniques. So they're uh, using more of the tails in this run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically what I'm gathering from them. Is is yeah, they're they're using more of the tails as opposed to you know the, cutting it out at 15. And, the heavier. What is yeah. it? They call them fusel oils that come out. You're getting more of the esters and the fusel oils, I would imagine, on the back end on the tails. So. Um, it's thought that this is going to give it a little more earthy note on this cask, uh, which are attributable to this distillation method. Uh, 57.8% ABV, age 30 months. Yeah, there's that extra age we were looking for. Um, before you go into the tasting note, do, do they talk about their stills, uh, the size of their stills? Because I know that uh, in Scotland there's variation in the shape and size of the stills, and it also gives a difference to the... Um, to the, to the distillate that they're getting, you know. You have the longer, taller skills at Glenmorangie without the lighter, more citrusy fruits. If you have the shorter ones, you have the more earthy style. I'm not actually familiar with what the shape of the stills are there. I mean, I'm sure we could call them and find out, but, uh, you know. Uh, homework for the listeners. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're doing it in the Scottish tradition, so it's, you know, we're not talking, you know, uh, uh, they're know, not using column distillation. We're not using a seventy-two inch column still, so it's you know it's 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 a traditional uh, pot still. So, so what do uh, you think about the taste on this one? Um, on the nose, um, the tasting notes that we got, you know, are, are coming up with malted milk balls and sweet caramel, cherries, coffee notes, graham crackers. Um, I definitely picked up on the sweetness on this one. Um, I did detect the cherry note. Um, Grand Cracker, I thought was very astute because uh, once I saw that, I absolutely picked that up. Um, on the palate, so a bit of a spice, a dark fruit. Picked up sherry notes, uh, a little bit of citrus, a little bit of uh, dark chocolate, a little bit of uh, molasses, uh, brown sugar on the finish. Um, I I'm, like this. You know, I, I'm gonna have to taste this again. <laughs> me too. I'm ready for some more. Hold on, yeah. let me find it here. It is right. There you go. Let's do this. Here you go, Doc. Thank you, sir. But I, I, I this one, I, I really enjoyed this one. I thought this was, uh, I thought this was a very good effort, and uh, I gave this one, I gave this one a three. Interesting. Now that you're getting a second taste, what do you think? I'm going to agree with you, Bob. Uh, I don't get the malted milk, but the sweet caramel definitely yeah. right away. So I didn't get that either, but yeah, I definitely got the caramel. I got the cherries. I got the graham cracker. And I'm getting some coffee notes in here. Yeah. I'm getting some coffee notes. I'm getting some cinnamon. 
I'm getting some burnt citrus, but there's some breadiness to this too. Um, some yeah, brown bread, dark chocolate. I'm 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 really intrigued by this one. I I would love to see this another couple years again. I like the fact that they've done a, a different uh, a treatment to this one with getting the lower ABV on on the wash and then and rerunning it. So we've got some heavier heavier elements coming out of the whiskey. And this does, I guess, approach more of a Scottish style. It, I would still wouldn't call it Scotch. I mean, it's it's a little bit like almost like a a space side, but not quite there. There's a, there's a, it's just, it's a little young still, but uh, it's a three bordering on a four again. Just, yeah. a, I just give it a three. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was the same, that was the same for me. It How was, about you, Maury? It was, it was close to, it was close to moving up. Yeah. Well, as much as I hate to agree with you, Harmeet, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I do does. have to, I do have to agree. Um, I think that it's well made. I think the additional uh, six months in oak is definitely apparent. Um, again, I, I think another year or two will definitely uh, have some benefit, but it's moving in the right direction. I think it's a much more traditional Scottish style, and uh, whether or not that's because of the mash bill or because of this, uh, the way they've handled the, the low wine run or not, I'm not certain. Um, but I agree. I think it's well made. I think it's got a lot of classic uh, styling and, and flavor to it. It's well balanced. It's not hot on the palate. Um, you definitely get a lot of those notes that we've described, including uh, a little bit of uh, burnt citrus. Um, I, I like it quite a lot. Did I've you get div- the bread notes, like that breadiness? Thing? Yeah, it has a little breadiness, but not nearly as much as the first one. Mm. The very first one I thought was too much cereal and bread for me and not enough whiskey. It just... just strikes to me of, of being immature but this one i think i get a lot more of the coffee the coffee yeah the this coffee. is more of, this is more of the baked bread and not the not the cereal note of correct the bread. it's yeah I, I i definitely see where you're where you're going with that yeah so i'd give it a solid three sips and interesting Yeah, that one, uh, the Cas six oh six. I thought I thought was lovely, and uh, you know, I, I think that one is, uh, you know, it's definitely showing what they're capable of doing. And you know, given you know, given even more time, you know, we'll see where where they can continue to go. I, you know, I, th- I think it, it bodes well for them. So I hope they're keeping some of this in cask still. They've got this batch still in cask. Right. Well, that's the question. Is hopefully they can resist the temptation to drink and sell it all now because, like I said, this whiskey is going to evolve nicely. And this uh, one and the last one too, definitely. Yes. I mean, I didn't quite maybe see the potential of that first one as much because it was so young, but these last two. I just hope they kept at least half that batch back before bottling it. You know, let's do some more time. You know, who knows? You know, it's uh, sometimes you got to get you know sometimes you got to get the product out. And sometimes you know you got to hold the product back. They've but, got to uh, make some money on that initial investment, right? But at the same token, you know they you know they're they're you know they're they don't seem to be the people that are in it for the short run. They seem to be the people that are in it for the long run. So I, I have a feeling that if uh, you know if possible, they are probably holding some of this back. Sometimes it depends on your landlord too and your investment. Yeah, banker. you know it depends on how big your rent is and you know how how long that check is that you've got to show up with at the end of the month. So. 
you know that 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 too is a problem and that's a problem with any new distillery you know if you've got 150 years worth of history and 150 years worth of back catalog that's sitting around and you know gathering dust well you know you you can afford to let things sit for a while um not everybody has you know that good fortune that's a luxury yeah and it's and it's you know there are very few that have that luxury so and we'll be back in a minute destination but baby, the whole elation Riding down this lover's avenue As slow as a willow blows Or as fast as the whirlwind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Hey, we're back with Sip, Suds, and Smokes, and we are doing a Sips episode featuring the Westland Distillery out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, we've just finished up uh, tasting the Westland Cast 606. It got a solid three from everybody in the group. Um, we're going to be going on to the next expression from our friends at Westland, and we're going to ask Harmeet to uh, give us the background information on that. Okay, so our third whiskey of the night is the Westland Geriana American Single Malt. Is this number three? Am I, am I, yeah. am I counting right? Yep. Sorry, folks, I've been drinking. Um, so it's the Geriana American Single Malt. I believe it's Geriana. Geriana? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. There's a typo there. Yep. There's a typo. No wonder I couldn't find the information. I've got, on my sheet says Geriana, but I, I did do some research on it. I tried to. But I have to admit, I didn't do enough. So the Gariana is an experimental expression. It's currently not available to the public. Uh, I hope they do release it, though. It was made using Quercus Gariana. So uh, Gariana, Quercus Gariana, or Gariana oak, is a species that is native to the Seattle area rather than the uh, more typical American white oak. Um, so I looked it up. European oak tends to have uh, tighter grain, more tannin, and American oak has a little bit looser grain, American white oak. So I was trying to see where Gariana fit in all this. And I looked at a, a couple of scholarly articles. I went beyond the Wikipedia page. And I couldn't really find that much on Gariana. But um, nobody uses it for aging wine. There's been a few experimental uses for making wine in the Washington state. And um, it's really, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that they've practiced with, but they tend, and tend to use American white oak or European oak, even in Washington. So I don't know how this works with whiskey either. I, I'm guessing this is a looser grain even than the American white oak. So it should be giving more vanilla to this. Uh, more vanillins, less tannins. Uh, it's probably less watertight. I, I really don't know. I'm, this is all speculation now because I didn't do my research. I'm admitting to it. So you're just guessing. I'm oh, totally okay, guessing. Okay, that's fine. But based got you through college. Yeah, it, it did get me through college, graduate school, the whole damn thing. That's Supposedly. Wonderful. Supposedly. 
Nothing gets me through life, though. Not Nothing except my wife. I love you, sweetie. Roll Tide. Anyway. <laughs> Tasting notes. Cement That's shoes tough. are getting heavier. Yes, yes, the cement shoes. I'm the only guy here who's not a, a member of the uh, the mafia. But uh, What mafia? Sorry, we don't speak of that. This I have no one idea what you're talking about. It's very interesting. Molasses, honeycomb. This this it smelled almost like a rum when I first put it to my nose with the molasses. There's some fruit and clove. I really enjoyed the nose. Um there's almost peat on the back end with the fruit. I'm not sure what they're used for the uh, the malting. They didn't give us any information for the the barley's on this one, right? No, I didn't. I didn't get. Uh, I didn't get that much of a detailed information because, again, this is an experimental batch. They were kind enough to send to us. Um, it's not really for sale. It's something they're sort of tinkering with. So we're mm-hmm. fortunate in the fact that we're getting to try something that's really not available to the public. I I I think this is another one that shows amazing potential. This has got. Um, what is this? Fifty-six point two percent alcohol, one hundred twelve point four proof. I'm not sure the age even. This is the internal test batch they sent us. I think it's a little hot, but I really think this is going in the right direction. I enjoyed it. There's a tiny bit of peat to it. Um, I really can't say exactly what the Garyana Oak is bringing to it, but I give it a solid three again, verging on a four. Interesting. All right, Maury, what did you think? Well, I'm sorry, Hermine, I disagree with you. Uh, I thought that the Cast 606, although coming in at, we did, which we didn't mention. At well, a, that was really horrible. No, oh, you're always complaining. At a 57.8% ABV, was much smoother on the palate. I, ga- I guarantee you it's older. I guarantee you it's older. Well, it's probably older. We yeah. don't have that either. Um, but yeah. I would say this one does taste hot, even though it's at a lower ABV. It is at a cask strength, or presumably cask strength, at 56.2%. Um, I like the direction it's going. And again, I'd really love to revisit this whiskey in a couple of years. Uh, even as little as two years, I think, will make a substantial difference. I liked it better than the American uh, oak whiskey that we started with. Um, but I don't think it holds a candle to the uh, cask 606 nor to the sherry oak cask Um, and for that reason I gave it two sips well isn't that nice yes nice nice Um, all right for my tasting notes on this uh, yeah I definitely it, it was without a doubt the sweetest one we've had so far uh, you know, bordering on almost bourbony sweet. Um, I, I, I mean, I smelled. I swear to God, I smelled rum. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that is the contribution of the Gary. The Gary oak. You thought it was sweater than the sherry? I thought the sherry yeah. was a little sweeter. The sherry had yeah. candied fruit notes. This yeah. was more that molasses, yeah. sugary sweet. Yeah, okay. this was this was definitely honey, molasses, blackstrap molasses, and honey. Um, you know, I, I'm assuming that is what they're getting out of this Gary Oak, which I think is, is extremely interesting. You know, I I really, I, I hope they continue with this experiment. I hope it's something that they continue working on. Um, it's a very sweet nose, um, a slight bit of a peppery spice to it, some light malt and cereal notes. Um, I got a slight bit of, just a, just a hint of smoke on the back end. Um, just a well-made whiskey. This one, I I really, I this one I really like. This one, uh, 
of the ones so far we've had. I, I really enjoyed the Sherry. I, I thought the 606 was excellent. I thought both of those were, you know, three bordering on a four. Um, this Gary Ann, I, you know, I think is an experiment they can do something with. And this one, I think, was really talking to me, and I, I gave it a four. Nice. I see wow. where you're going. I, I I don't think it deserves the four yet, but give it a couple years. It's I think it's a four. Oh, I yeah. think it could become a four. There's yep. no question about that. Uh, it just needs uh, time. And so do we all. <laughs> hey, Bob, you want to talk about the last one? All right. Well, the last one that we've got is the Westland Peated Single Malt. Um, this expression from Westland is a vatting of two, make, two new make spirits. The first mash is made of a peated malt at 55 parts per million, and the second is a mash made of Washington Select Pale Malt, Munich Malt, Extra Special Malt, Pale Chocolate Malt, and Brown Malt, and Belgian Brewer's Yeast. So they're using that stuff from the first uh, batch. It's well, it's and they're mixing with malt. Most of the peated yeah, malt. most of you know, most of the products they've got are using the five malts. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they're not peated, they're using the five. If they're peated, they're using the additional one. Mm-hmm. Um, this spirit is matured in first fill ex uh, bourbon barrels and ex sherry barrels. Um, the tasting notes are giving me uh, a light peat and hints of citrus. Um, I definitely picked up both of those. It's it's the, the the peat that they're using is an American peat. It is not a traditional Scottish peat. So the peat nose that I'm getting is more of a smoky peat as opposed to a more of an earthy peat. There's no, there's not, it's not the medicinal quality you would get yeah, from Isla. It's not, yeah, it's not a, you know, a, a, you know, use Band-Aids and iodine like an Isla. You know, it sounds horrible, but, you know, I love my Isla. Um, but it is, it is a different Give me a Lagavulin and Distiller's Edition. It is a different, it, it is a different creature. You know, the peat that's coming from there is made of entirely different organic material than the peat that's coming from Scotland, which is an entirely different organic material than the peat that is you know being harvested in Japan by Hakushu and other distillers. So you're going to get that you know it's like wine. You're going to get a terroir you know that you're going to get from this that you're not going to get from some other place. Uh, on the palate, again a, a white peat to it. Um, I got some ripe fruit. Um, a slight hint of sweetness on the back end. I got a little bit of a plum on it. Um, had a had a nice medium finish, unlike a Lagavulin, which you drink today and stays with you for three days. Um, had a medium finish on. My it. wife thinks I've smoked a cigar after half yeah. of that. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah exactly. Um, you know, I thought this was uh, I thought this was an extremely well made whiskey. Um, again, like a lot of the ones that they have. I'm excited to see where they go with this with a little bit more time. I think it can only get better. Um, and I gave this a, a, a good solid three. Interesting. So, Harm, what'd you think? I think I need to taste it again and Maury needs to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I love yeah. I love both with this whiskey and the previous one, uh, the Gary Oak, that they're using locally sourced ingredients and it's really uh, unique in that it's a farm, almost a farm to, to bottle experience. I mean, they're using some locally sourced malt, not 100%. They're using locally grown uh, oak. And conceptually, I think that's that's really appealing. So I like where they're going with that concept. And I do think in the glass, it's going in the right direction. 
but just just not quite there yet. Um, as relates to this specific whiskey, again, I think the idea of using local American peat that most people aren't aware we have peat in the United States, and so that's that's pretty cool. Um, they're again using some Washington State malt, and then of course. Um, you know made locally um I, I like it i think this is a nice effort i think it's going to definitely appeal to some scotch drinkers particularly those who like uh, a smokier peatier style it is not nearly approaching the levels of lagavulin or lafroig what uh, is that's or like, ardbeg that's like that's like that's uh, the stuff they sell in the spray can the uh the flex seal that's like you know a lagavulin's like drinking flex seal i mean that's heavy <laughs> you got to be in a mood for it but when you're in a mood for it it's awesome yeah oh yeah no, 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 I agree. But this definitely has, uh, I get most of the peat and, and smoke on the back end. Um, it's it's light on the palate. It's definitely, I would agree, a little bit more woody than earthy. Um, the finish is, is moderate. Um, and again, a little bit of smoke on, and peat on the nose. I think it's a, a fine effort. I think it's going in the right direction. I think it's going to need a little bit more time. And I think ultimately what you'll see from these guys, my prediction is uh, a second, more heavily peated version that really takes the peat to a, a direction more approaching Isla and the whiskeys of Isla to, to try to draw in yeah, some I, of the I hope they drinkers. do that because I, 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 I think that would be extremely interesting to see them take it up to that degree to see where they could go with it, especially with the local Pete. Yeah. I, I think you guys need to taste this again because I, 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 I originally I think I agreed with you, but tasting it again, I think uh, I think I think they did it right. I don't think they need to do a heavier version. Uh, you can you hand me that bottle, please, Bob? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that this this version is is kind of in the middle. It's a compromise. It's trying to appeal to a lot of palates. And I think that the peated whiskeys tend to appeal to a smaller segment. (laughs) You either love them or you hate them. Right. So I'd love to see what they could do, taking this to a little bit more of an extreme. Yeah, I, I think what Maury's saying is not that it, it they need to make it more peated, it but he just, wants one. It he he just, wants the peated. Well, one. it would you know I mean this is this is you know one side of the scale of peat, and it would be really interesting to see you know what they've done on this end of the scale. It'd be very interesting to see because let's face it, you know they obviously they you know they're experimental. We've seen here. Be really interesting to see what they could do with it if they said, you know, let's let's try the opposite end of the scale. Let's see what we could do if we could make, you know, a Washington State Octomore. You know, <laughs> I, which which I yeah, honestly, I, guys, I hope you're listening, and I hope you do it. I'd love to try it. I I, I wouldn't, frankly. I I love my peaty whiskeys, <laughs> but I'm not an Octomore guy. Sissy. Um, now, what was your rating, Morris? Okay, um, I give it a solid three. Interesting. All right. So, uh, do we have time for me to do a rating? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, because I'm like, I want to talk about this one, man. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, look, uh, they don't give us a ratio of their malts, uh, of the malts, the, the spirits they use. They use, like I said, uh, or, uh, was it, um, sorry, uh, Bob said, uh, 55 part per million uh, malt, uh, peated malt. And uh, and then a, uh, another one uh, with their regular five grains that they use. So, but they didn't give us a ratio. Like uh, we were talking about, or I spoke about a little bit about uh, the different uh, whiskeys from around the world. India makes one of the world's best whiskeys. I don't know if you ever tried it. Uh, if, if anybody listening has not tried this, anything good come out of on. India? Let me tell you something. I was trying to avoid doing this the whole damn show, but now we're doing it again. 
in india we drink more johnny walker than they make in the entire world for the entire year so that means most of it is fake so well, that we johnny that is spelled with three e's johnny is yes. yeah that's three, a different that's johnny walker that's the correct spelling of johnny yeah but there it's is like the a Rolex local, I bought uh, there with four X's. It's awesome. In Bangalore, mm. they make Amrit Fusion, which is uh, back in 2010, it was uh, Whiskey Bobber is the third best whiskey in the world. And I still think it's one of the best whiskeys in the world. They use half the peated malt from Scotland, and half, which the, they don't say where they buy it, but it's an Isla malt. And then half is grown, uh, half the malt is non peated, grown in Punjab. And. Um, in this case, they don't give us the, the ratio, but it reminded me a little bit of kind of Amrit, but a little bit not quite as peaty, not as strong. Uh, I got pears as well as peat and his citrus on the nose. That made me think of Speyside. The palate did have the peat, and it, I, but it wasn't overpowering like the, we're talking Isla. The fruit was big. So th- what this reminded me of is a peated Speyside. And there are peated space sides out there to oh, yeah. compare it to. So oh, one of them, my favorites exactly, is Ben yeah, Romach. That's my exact thoughts as well. So you've got things like Ben Romach. You've got Belvini making a peated mm. 17-year-old. You've got a lot of people playing in space side like they used to do with Pete before World War II. Uh, they stopped in the 1950s pretty much. But now there are other people going back to old style, adding Pete back to their space side whiskeys. And that's really what this reminded me of. Um I wanted to give it a three, but then after coming to taste it again, I I think that I this is the one that verges three to four that I'm going to give it a four because even though I think it needs time, these guys are doing a great job. Yep. They're doing something that I really want to see more of. This is only 24 months old. If this were 36 months old or maybe let's go 60 months old, let's go a full five years on this thing. Um, could be a knockout. Yeah. This would be a total knockout. Well, so I'm going to go all, ahead and yeah. give it a four, man. I think we're all in agreement. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think we all agree that they're going in the right direction with this. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting to see. Yep. of Poland, lane two, Zadapatik of France, lane three, Grobovich of the United States. Next to him, Drabble of Trinidad, next to him, Fernandez of Spain, and in the outside lane, Borman of Brazil. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Well, well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can catch all of our episodes online as well on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out every, on Twitter every day at Sip Sud Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news information. 
Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, that's a big help to us, and we can get your feedback as well. want to thank our co-host for joining us today. Thank you, Harmeet. Thanks for having me again. Thank you, Maury. Thank you for having me, Bob. And this is Made Man Bob, and for Sip, Suds, and Smokes, we thank you for joining us, and remember, life is too short to drink cheap whiskey. 100%. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. <laughs>